You said you look cuter than I do? Yep, I win. That's good. I mean, I think you're supposed to look better than me anyway. True. Isn't that true? Yes, no, maybe so. Yep. Okay, so how you been? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to enjoy life. Stay productive. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Is Chicago, like, loosening up at all? Yeah, this, this city is uh in a really crazy position right now. I didn't uh, expect to see nothing like this, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, COVID and kind of et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> um, the protest, the looting, all that. It's a different time we live in. Um, it just, I guess it just comes with the territory, huh? I mean, it shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's such a perfect example for why people keep talking about defunding the police. Yeah. Like communities are hurting so badly. And I feel like we're literally seeing that like across the country. It's just so sad. Is it your volume or mine? Because I have mine kind of. Mine's up. Can you hear me? You can't hear me though. I can hear you. It's about the same. Hold on. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you're just getting old. Hmm? Maybe you're just getting old. That's probably it too. I'm just an old man. So okay. tell me, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in a town in Ohio called Wellington, um, in the middle of nowhere. Um, we had like 54 acres of woods <laughs> and it was, I mean, there were Amish people in the, you know, city over. I went to a school with like 200 people and you literally went to school with them from start to finish. Um, it couldn't have lacked more diversity if it tried. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really interesting, um, because it was just, it was so small. And I think I knew from such a young age that I was like such a different person than the people around me. Like I just, I always knew I wanted to live in the city. Like I didn't want to be like out in the middle of nowhere. Um, with all of those people, we literally, this is how small my town is. We literally every year would have like a tractor day where there would be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know. Hold on. Hold on. I, I know what it is. I didn't think about this part. Hold on. Uh, All right. So you were saying tractor day? Oh, yeah. Not for me. <laughs> not for my family. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, like there would literally be a day where people would have like a tractor parade in the city and like they would just like drive their tractors through. I remember. <laughs> I, like, I'm not kidding. I just always remembered feeling like I was not a part of, like, that city, like, mess. It was crazy. But, I mean, we had our own stuff that is, like, not normal. Like, my, so we built our house on my grandparents' property since they had so much property. Um, but they had so much property because my grandparents had sled dogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, the Iditarod before. Yes, I've heard of that Iditarod. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I watched it on TV. Yeah, so, like, they didn't, my grandpa never did that, but, like, literally traveled the Midwest and, like, the East Coast, basically everywhere where it was cold and snowed, um, to do, like, sled dog racing. So we always, at any given time, had, like, 30-plus Alaskan Huskies. Wow. Uh, now you know why I was so obsessed with my dog. 
<laughs> now I understand it, you and Maisie. Now I get it. Now there's a correlation. Okay, so at what what age did you decide to leave from home? Was it after school? Well, no, I like definitely knew much earlier. Like okay. I think in junior high, like I was always very obsessed with like, I'm going to college, I'm getting out of here. In junior high, I started like, whatever, requesting college catalogs. You know how you can like go and like get a catalog or information. Yeah. I literally had boxes of like, you know, books from like North Carolina, South Carolina, like everywhere. Cause I was just like, where the hell am I going? Like where is like the right place for me? Um, and then funny enough, I actually ended up going to a school in Michigan for just a year. Didn't lo like, love it, it was too small. Um, it was like very like rich family, very, and basically like the exact opposite of where I grew up, which is like nowhere, okay. very like lower middle class America. Um, and then I just ended up, you know, going back to school in Ohio to finish. But I was like, all right, now I'm like getting out, like it's time. So then I went to Chicago after where I was, of course, for, for 15 years. So that was the, Chicago was a pretty great experience for me. It was still very Midwest. Good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed your time while you were in the city. Yeah. I'm in big old LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the transition from Chicago to LA, how, how has that been? I mean, I feel like it's been good. Like LA, the weather is so nice. I used to remember thinking that so much of what people do in Chicago and in the Midwest is anticipate your life away. Like I used to always say that because you're Chicago specifically, you're like, oh man, I can't wait till the summer. Like I can't wait till the fourth. I can't wait to, you're like always, I can't wait till, I can't wait till. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it's always something that's so far in advance. So you're just like wishing your way through like six months of the year. And I was like, I'm done. I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> like I'm not going to be young forever. Um, you know, and here in LA, it's so different. You wake up and you live. Like you don't think about it. The weather is, you could essentially wear the same thing all year round. Um, you basically have two seasons in like a day, like it gets cooler at night. Um, but it's good. I just, and you know, for as much as people say LA is like stuck up or, you know, like all the bad stuff people say about LA, like I don't think that at all. I think it's, you know, you find that if you go in specific places, but same in yeah. Chicago. Like if you're very I, th I think the times that I've visited, I haven't been in a, in couple of years but the times that I did visit I didn't get any of that it just seems like people felt free they felt the the sense of being able to have, be flexible and do what they needed to do as you said uh just move just go instead of saying I'm gonna try they went out and did things you know what I mean they were out to accomplish goals and I think that's probably because more people move there or people that do move there they are the movers and shakers and they're trying to always uh achieve something uh you a friend of mine Carl Everybody I know that has one out there, they seem to be trying to, to get something done. They're just not there for warm weather. Yeah. Well, and it's nice because you can just, I mean, you literally can just live. You meet so many different people. And I always joke that it's kind of also like a come-as-you-are city. So, like, you will go to brunch and you will see people in friggin' ball gowns or, like, full drag. And then you will see people in, like, their athleisure with, like, their dogs. Like, yeah. people are just so comfortably themselves here and I that has been such a welcome and cool thing because I yeah. think I always felt like Chicago was like this never-ending hustle of like 
trying to like be something and I don't even know if people like knew what they were like hustling to try to be but it was just this mm. constant, like thriving um whereas here it's like all right this is me what I want to do let's do it let's go yeah yeah which is a, like you said it's a positive you know just to know that there are people who are comfortable with where they are and they know what the goal is yeah no absolutely yeah you got to get back out here uh-huh. <laughs> you got to get back out here Yes, I do. I have a couple people to visit. San Jose, San Diego, all over. Pan, uh, what's that place? Oh, my goodness. I haven't lost it. Ah, they're going to be mad at me about that. Well, there's lots of good places. Yes, there, there are. But they he know who he is. So what's up, 210? Um, I forgot the name of the city. We don't know where you live, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your time here, I'm sure you've met some very pretty cool people yeah. um, while you were in Chicago. What were you doing while you were here? What was your occupation? So I've been in marketing for 15 years. Okay. I moved to Chicago um, because I got a job with the Chicago White Sox, um, which is maybe still one of my favorite jobs, which is probably not a good time for my career. <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, you just like what you like. Yeah, no, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, I was here, it was an internship with the White Sox, and then from there I worked in nonprofits. Um, you know, I worked at startups, um, like Groupon, those were interesting days. Um, but yeah, then I've been in agencies the past four years, but I've always been in marketing strategy, working with, you know, social media, influencers, um, I think another one of my favorite jobs is actually working with Choose Chicago, which is the tourism arm of the city of Chicago. Um, I think that's one of the things with the city, because I used to love it so much, it was so much fun to market it. But then you also kind of knowing all the bad stuff that goes on and how much it's neglected by the city, it was, it really became kind of a, a conflict because you're promoting it, you want people to come there, but you're also like living in something that you want to be better for the people mm. that are there. Um, I always felt like kind of conflicted about some of that stuff, especially okay. I think in my like latter part of Chicago, like seeing it need so much help and seeing the city not. I agree. I agree. You need more people from, excuse me, different dynamics to, t to tune in with the rest of the city, but it's so old in the way it does things, right? Like a lot of stuff they do is just like old and outdated and it seems like certain people are trying to, it, it's like that whole conservative mentality of I'm gonna get mine and you figure out how you're gonna get yours. But I, f I feel like there needs to be more, more togetherness and an involvement of pushing the city forward. It seems to be just so many people holding on to what they want instead of just saying, all right, let's help everybody um, get a piece of the pie. No, I feel like people are so like, especially on like the north side are so comfortably like in their space. And I feel like they almost don't feel like the Chicago that, you know, like folks on the west side or the south side are a part of. I feel like they don't even think that's like real Chicago. I just, I feel like Chicago is so separated. And I think yeah. it's heartbreaking because it's such an incredible city. Yeah new mayor obviously she came after i left but i was hoping the new mayor would be helpful it doesn't <laughs> seem like it but <laughs> yeah it's I a hard job it's a hard job yeah she has so 
especially at this point in time, it's not it's not the best not the best situation to be in where people openly criticize you. I mean, and not to say I don't know if she's doing a bad or a good job because it, to me this is like the worst time. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. But you know, she's she's trying to adjust, and I know with everything that's going on, people are always taking shots at you. So the social media era era is yeah. is a kick in the ass right now for her anyone in politics or any public office so, um I, I love this city as well uh the segregation is very real um i think part of that is not just because of people just migrate to wherever they get comfortable at but i think another part of that just comes from you're comfortable with who you're comfortable with right so if you know that a certain demographic is on a certain side of the city naturally you're gonna you're gonna gravitate toward that and stay and stay over there but Part of it is because people do live in boxes, if you, if you want to call that, or they live within these boundaries that they don't explore other areas. I know people that I've come come in contact with, whether they're black, white, or whatever, they never go to the other side of the city. Yeah, that's so crazy though. And I like, I guess for me, I, like growing up and having been a part of, even though I grew up in a not diverse city, I grew up in a diverse family and having like, you know, family friends and stuff. I just, I feel like I was always blind to the fact that other people didn't crave the same thing or like want the same thing. So Chicago, yeah. like I immediately gravitated towards um, like really kind of like South side, like the near West side, like those areas that just like felt very like diverse and like very, like it felt like home because you were yeah. all different people and absorbing like different kinds of like energies. Um, yeah. And that was one of the things that was big with me. Uh, the older I got was making sure that I, uh, I was around different people and I learned from different people because just sitting in, in that box again, is just, it's, 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 it becomes mundane. It becomes repetition. You see the same old people at the same old time and the same old places. And early on, you know, when I was, trying to experience and, and, and progress in life. You, you, those were things that to me that were, that were needed. It was refreshing to me to be able to go to the North side and hang out, then come back to the South side, then go out to the West side and hang out at different spots and different locations. Um, that's why when I'm around people, whether I'm at work or wherever I am, if they've never been to the South side, I just invite them out. Like you'll like it. It just depends on you. <laughs> and what time did you go? You know, cause you could be in the wrong place at the wrong time or, you could just come out here and just have a good time. There are several, there's a dozen places or more, probably more on the side of where you can go and have a good time. But it just depends on your demeanor and um, your flexibility, you know, because it's, it's, it's a good, it's a beautiful place. I mean, the whole city is a beautiful place, but some, some places need work. While others are just good places to, to come hang out and go home, you know. My forever favorite place will be Promontory Point. Like I have the- For you, yes. Yes. Like my favorite, like just walking out into the point. It has a very like special place in my heart. That's when I, like I lost my mom when I lived down there too. And it was just, it was very zen. It's just, it's a beautiful, I mean, Hyde Park is beautiful. Yeah. Places on the South side that, I mean, they are, there's so much like history. Um, I mean, I think it would benefit the city to like explore other parts, which is why yeah. I love the organization. I know I'm going to forget. It's like my block my hood, my city. I love that they're like doing stuff with kids and like getting kids to different parts of the city they've never been to. Yeah. And I have friends that have like 
volunteered for different, you know, like runs or like food drives. And I'm like, I feel like that's the stuff Chicago needs. Like it's about 20 years late, 20, yeah, 30 years. It needs a big revitalization, you know, uh, it's, it's overdue. It's overdue. Yeah. It's overdue. Um, I, I would like to think that there are some entertainers who may be involved in it soon to kind of help the city out, but one can only hope or guess or wish, I should say. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many like huge entertainers, celebrities that come from Chicago, and I feel like not many do much after they like leave. Some. It's probably a lot more like undercover, like people don't know about it. Which, yeah. You know, I, I would think so. I would think so. We we aren't necessarily involved or familiar with those circles. So there's that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how are things with like, I know we briefly touched on COVID, but I mean, can you even go to restaurants? I'm like so curious because LA is like super locked down. Like we're- Yeah, so you're still able to venture out, but the majority of the places where I have been of course, is outside. So there are uh, there are a couple of places in Hyde Park, Jai Grill, amongst. Uh, let me see where else did I go? Ballast Point Brewery, which was in the West Loop. Um, there's another. There's another. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the place. It's in Lincoln, Lakeview. It's in Lakeview. I can't remember the name of it. JB Grunts or something like that. I could it's like that where you can go and just eat outside and have a good time, but you still have to be careful with the crowds, you know? So yeah. there's people standing around trying to get in that are waiting online and it's, it's just different, you know, like it's not what I expected life to be right now. Um, you want to still be able to enjoy life, but it, the, the restrictions that are coming with it doesn't make it um, easy to, to enjoy. No, it's, crazy not good for the dating life either <laughs> <laughs> oh and the sophie the sophie their um their outside their patio area is uh is open as well so they've been um they've been doing they've been having day i think it's like every day every day now at first it was just like friday saturday and sunday and then they opened up to every day um and i think it's just been back and forth because they were the cases were spiking and then it was dropping so uh, there were points where they would be closed and and then they finally got some consistency so yeah i go i go over there uh, and i enjoy i enjoy the patio or inside at the bar yeah it's just wild when you see when you see these places and people have a minimum of spaces they can feel like i i it's different like i didn't expect that you know yeah it feels like i don't know sometimes i feel very like stuck in this weird like bubble world and i'm just yeah. When can we like literally get out of this? Because yeah. we all thought it would be like two weeks or a month, and now it's like and, and a little bit better for you because you won't have to endure the cold weather that is to come for Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you es you escaped that part. Um, you're gonna you're gonna miss that. Uh, I'll be here dreading it, you know, and going through it once it arrives. But I, usually when it gets here, I, I you know, I get I get in mode because I, I know what it is. I, I know it's cold weather. I've been here long enough to know and understand I have to layer up. Uh you gotta you gotta put on the right clothes before you go outside. 
Um, you have to be aware of the type of temperatures that may affect you the most. So um, it's not that I don't, I don't um, get it and I, that I don't understand the weather and I'm not prepared. It's just that when it's coming up to that and you know I'm gonna, you're going to miss the sun and all this good weather, and life. it just sucks. It sucks. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, dating. How's that going for you? Dating. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what did you say? I know we used to talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you. Yeah. You, me, Chelsea. Sometime. Um, it's going. <laughs> um, You're not able to disclose your. <laughs> I can, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say too much. So. Um, it's happening. I'll say that it's not as active as it used to be, which is fine. Um, again, you have COVID. Like you, you don't. You want to be careful with the people that you're interacting with, and you want to be, you want to be safe. So um, you have to be very, very careful. Yeah, I mean, if you like someone, you can go get tested. I don't know how easy it is in Chicago. I literally, I went today actually. You went where? To get tested for COVID. Okay. And like in LA, it's they've like made it pretty, pretty easy. Like I went to Dodger Stadium and it's literally every hour, I think like five or 6,000 cars can like sign up and it's a drive-through. Okay. It's like so organized and it's just like very like, you know, nobody's touching you, your windows are up. They're like giving you like bags with like those like prong thingies. Like yeah. No. Yeah, I heard. I heard that, and then you do the test yourself, and you put it in, and they'll reach out to you within a, what, a week or so, three days to a week. Yeah, which literally, like, the moment you leave, you can like get it. So nothing like actually. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's just creepy and weird. How about you? Are you you got any movement going on? I mean, you know me. I keep getting older and better, but still single. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I like, I date and it was funny, like when this first started, cause I was just, you know, like I've always taken it very seriously and, you know, didn't want to be around a lot of people, but I was like hanging out with someone for a while and we actually hung out in like real life when, you know, kind of outdoor dining started happening and hung out a few times, but I mean, ultimately COVID like, I can blame it on COVID maybe, but like COVID makes it hard and I'm still just a pain in the ass. So that probably didn't help either, but I don't know. It, and then also like when you meet someone on an app, it's kind of like, do I like you that much that I'm going to potentially like risk my health or do I just want to talk to you on a phone for the next like year? Yeah. Year yeah. Space. But yeah, I'm still on the hunt for Maisie's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie's dad. So I, I haven't been working out a lot. Have you uh, yes. been able to utilize time to, to do that? Yes, absolutely. I actually, you should get one of these too. So there's a studio in LA that I was like obsessed with. It's called Lit Method. And it's like a rowing studio, but it's also, you do like a lot of like body weight stuff and like strength bands and stuff like that. And they actually launched their first um, whatever, like this really awesome machine. It's called a strength machine, but it's a water rower. And it also has um, like strength bands attached around it. So you can literally do a shit ton of stuff. Like you wouldn't even have to row for like a full class if you didn't need to. Um, but it's cool. It's like kept me busy because the community is so positive. Mm. Right now, like that's something I'm definitely 
craving of like working so much and needing like a good like dose of positivity. So that's been keeping me busy for sure. Is LA the last spot for you? Is that is that gonna be home or just for now? It's a good question. Um, I was actually just talking to a career coach yesterday and she was like, Well, would you ever move? And I'm like, I don't want to. I'm like, but I'm starting to realize that I'm kind of putting somewhat of a dent in my career if I don't consider it. Because for me, like, I envision myself in the CC. Like, I want to be a CMO or a COO, you know, whatever, by my, like, mid-40s or whatever the case may be. And she's like, yeah, like, she's, you really might need to think about it or be open. So for me, if I... I would be open if it was something amazing. If Nike was like, we want you out here in Portland, I would be like, cool, as soon as the wildfires are done. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I feel like at this point I have to almost potentially make sacrifices to continue to be more successful, but we'll see. While you were here, did you attend the Sox game and the Cubs game? I mean, I attended tons of Sox games. Okay. Um, what about a Bulls game? Did you did you get a chance? I went to a couple Bulls games. Um, I actually used to know some people that coached on other teams, so I used to get like good tickets when I would go. Um, I think I went to every sport but the Bears. I went to Blackhawks. I went to Chicago Fire. Oh, I didn't go to the Chicago Sky. I didn't do that. Should have done that. Horrible. Horrible. And Chicago Bears. Because I, like, I, I'm sorry. This will anger people. I do not like the Bears. I cannot support the Chicago Bears. I feel like the Chicago Bears never, like, properly invested in the right, like, quarterbacks. And I, like, don't even know what's going on with them these days. But, like, while I was there, they had a whole slew of, like, messy quarterbacks. Like, Jake Cutler. They had Brian Greasy, but they, like, didn't start him, which, like, duh. Um... The games know. that he did play, he did well. Exactly. So why would he not? Well, he did better than what we what, what was going on at the time. Yeah. As a Michigan football fan, forever, I will, you know, it's hard for me to love players, and they would never, ever have a good Detroit doesn't do that well either now. Well, Michigan college football. Okay. A lot of very rough years. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit better. For basketball, too, a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's cool, though. Chicago has always been such a good and, like, obsessed sports city. Even when they're not, like, like rocking it, people like, <laughs> yeah, it's It's a blue-collar town. It's a blue-collar town, right? So, you know, you got the people that are just going to work to support. You know, they, they show up and they show out. So and it's are one of the reasons why people like being here. Have you been to every sport? Like No, every no. Um, I have not been to a MLS game or a Hawks game. What? You gotta go. I want to go to a Blackhawks game, but I just haven't been to one yet. So hockey is so fun. And one of the best spots to be is like, if you can ever get them, I know Chicago is so popular, but like on the ice, like right behind the glass. So when they like hit the glass, it's just like the most intense place to sit. And it's so fun. Yeah. I would like to go. I really, I really do want to go to a game and enjoy it. But I would like to know a little bit more about it before I get there. 
because I don't understand. Besides, when they're going digging, when they're caught up and they're trying to get to the puck, that's only this is one of the few terms I know about. Like, I don't know what's going on at all times. So I wanted to be aware of it and not just be watching people slide down the ice back and forth, you know? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, hockey's, like, pretty easy to catch on, I feel like. And it's just so, like, there's so much energy because people just get so, as long as you're doing well. <laughs> there's so much energy. Um, I remember going to the, uh, whatever, Stanley Cup, like, whatever, when they won, like, the parade. That was so cool. Chicago's had quite a few parades, which is pretty awesome. Say that again, I didn't hear you. The Chicago's had quite a few major parades for all of our big wins. over. Yes, the yes. White Sox, Cubs once. And then the Blackhawks went on a run for, like, what, three out of five years or something? Yeah. Yeah. Might be time for the Sox again, I think. Huh? Time for the White Sox again. Yeah, it looks like. It looks like it could be. Looks like it could be. I would be. I would be happy with that. Yeah. Be happy yeah. with that. The only thing that sucks is when those teams were winning, whether it was the White Sox, Cubs, and especially the Blackhawks, I can't be around the group of people that I want to be around and have fun at a bar, pitches of beer, and stuff like that. That's it. Just sucks, you know. Like I, I, I like that that camaraderie of being out with people and being able to enjoy the game, and we really just can't get that right now. Hopefully, maybe uh, Big Bro decides to do something at his place for a few of us and put that together. Put that out there in the universe. You know? I can't even imagine, like, another year where we won't be able to just, like, do regular shit. Like, it's yeah. so far to watch a game, like, with your yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, this, this next portion of it is, is, is going to be crazy, too. So, we just got to hold on and see what happens with it it's gonna be a wild ride huh yeah so everybody vote he's <laughs> <laughs> going to play like a massive ass part of whether or not we can ever see the light of day again um or if the world's going to turn into a will smith movie by like mid next year yeah and not one of his fun positive ones like hitch but ones where like independent do you feel like you're in one right now a Will Smith movie? Just a movie, period, because I do. I feel that way. I do. I, yeah, I mean... I feel like I'm in a series. Crap. But I, like, I kind of, like, volley back and forth between, like, being hopeful because I'm like, okay, election is coming up. Like, Biden can come in, give a shit, and make things happen and change whatever. Help us change, and hopefully we can get back to good. Or I feel like if Trump keeps doing this our whole entire world is gonna go to shit i feel like coronavirus will be here for like a longer time i feel like all of this violence is only going to be like times five it's i just feel like it's not going to be good have you had a chance to and, and, uh take part in any positive protests or rallies yeah yeah so it was very important to me um to not just like be resharing stuff on social media or making donations or calls. Like I really felt like I also wanted to be out there with people. Um, so I did in LA, um, I've been out. So it was, I, and it was such a, I mean, of course there, these are peaceful. Um, and I think the time I went out was like a week or two after like the kind of that like worst time in LA when there were like fires and stuff like that. But it, you know, it was so peaceful. Like there weren't even, 
police there. And I think that's such like a, there's just so much misinformation out there. Like people are starting to see protests as like this, you know, people inciting violence or like that is the problem. And I'm like, that's such bullshit. Like it's yeah. people that are literally going there to incite these issues and to make protesters like look bad. Like it's not. Yeah. They're taking advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and like looters and stuff, they're literally taking advantage of people trying to create change and be a part of like something positive. And when I like look online and I read some of these like message boards, like people truly are confused. Like they're like the lines are so blurred now. Yeah. I was, I was reading some stuff earlier and I just like, I literally had to like turn Facebook off because I was just getting so mad. Like people were like, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. <laughs> I'm like, what is like literally going on right now? I'm like, who, like, how can you, like, how can someone in their soul, like, even attach the two? But that, that's because it comes from a lack of knowledge and, and investigation on your own. Before you start to criticize something, I feel that maybe you should look into it and find out what it is before you just go making a mockery of, of anything. They said that about the Black Panthers as well, and we, well, I, I know, and I'm sure you know that the Black Panthers were not some type of terrorist organization. They were an organization made to create change within the Black community and get the Black community some, some better involvement and some economic growth and change. So um, when, you hear, when you hear things like that, like you said, you kind of have to make sure you can differentiate and, and be able to tune it out and pay attention and dissect all the information on your own. Because if you don't, you'll be emotionally involved in something that you don't necessarily understand and you'll be taking an improper stance yeah. on, the, on the information that you have. So um, it's very, it's very uh, imperative that people do do that, that they understand the information that they're coming, coming across and make sure that they take the time out to look into it as well. It's, it's so much craziness and wild stuff after the, out there. I just started questioning everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to even question. I'm just going to leave it alone because you don't know where it's coming from. And you don't know the agenda behind it. We, it it's even come down to knowing that within the presidency, there was so much uh, craziness and, and, and misdrawn information that was floating around. And out of it, you come up with this term called alternative facts where people take lies and just consider it, you know, to be truth so it's like you can't you you can get to get through to people but there's so much muck and mire to do that that you know it, it, it can be frustrating so yeah god bless us all in, in, in this in this in this situation yeah i feel like this year has really shown who a lot of like people are mm-hmm. <laughs> i also feel like people are almost like looking for like those like things to like excuse like their thoughts so like they they want to believe that like you know people that are peacefully protesting are the problem and I think it's like because they have like a deep-seated like fear of whether it's like other races or just other people mm -hmm. and it's, it's so like crazy to me and I mean you know we've had a million of these talks and I like think about this stuff all the time so I'm just like to me, I don't, like, I, you know, I don't understand, um, you know, I'm by no means perfect, and I think when people first started talking about white privilege, I was like, oh my god, that's terrible, and I was like, fuck, like, obviously I didn't ask for it, but, like, obviously I've had it my whole life, it's nothing yeah. I've ever, like, 
geeked out and I come from a diverse background but obviously don't look like it so you know and I was just like this you know it's so it's crazy and I was kind of like I you know I need to think about it more from the perspective of like I need to use you know said privilege to make sure I'm like helping other people be heard moving things forward and that's I mean something I've always tried to do but I really like amplified it because I mean as everyone is this year like this is like this major like tipping point. Question. Is, Your microphone isn't muffled, is it? Um, it shouldn't be. So my computer okay. All right. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe it's just that. I think you are just old. <laughs> Maybe I'm just old. Maybe I've been listening too much music loudly. Oh yeah. How is your music going? Um who cares? Uh, <laughs> I have a project in the works right now between me and 606, uh, one of the members of the group. Uh, I think he's in the process of mixing and mastering that right now. It'll be like six, six or seven songs long. And then I have another project with Agent Smith as well that needs to be put together, but I haven't chosen the songs for that either. So that's partly my fault. Uh, and one of the reasons why is because I kept adding to this, to this project that me and him have over the years. Like every time, I, every time I feel like it's done, I throw more in there and then he'll just say, you're not done. You need to figure out what it is that you want to put together and then we'll put it out. Because every time he says I'm about to mix and master it, I tell him, hey, hold on, I got three more I can do. So yeah. for right now, um, I need to go back and listen to a lot of material and pick the best songs from it and, and go from there. So, but I do have some projects that they are, they're there. They just need to be mixed and mastered and put to, and put and put out. Um, I do, I do work, you know, for the most part, usually when I come home, if I'm not doing this, I'm probably doing music or working out. And since I haven't been working out, it's probably music. So, um, I've been working off and on. I've been working. Um, it's getting back more to some more consistency. But there are projects in the works. Um, they're there. I was looking at one the uh, the track listing for the new project, and I was like, man, I know I got another one in here, so I got one another one. Um, talking about what what era of music I'm from, and there's some stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you gotta release it. Yeah, I just have to put put the stuff out, put the shit out. Um, Let it out into the world. Yeah. The world needs I, I, would, I would like to hear other people's opinions of it when they do when they do get a chance to hear it. I always share my opinion. Yes, I, I, and I appreciate it all, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. You know, it don't it don't really affect me. Uh, I'm not for everybody, and everybody ain't for me. So. Um, you should put it on TikTok. Wait, do you on have TikTok? TikTok? I'm not getting on no TikTok. Download it before Sunday. Huh? You need to download it before tomorrow. I'm not getting no TikTok. It's such an amazing place. That, like a lot of people have like gotten music like has really blown up from TikTok. Yeah, they said that about Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all that stuff. I don't think anyone blew up from Snapchat or Twitter, did they? No. No, who made that? It's um, Instagram. You got all the Instagram models that are blowing up. Finding rich men, but they don't have no no place to stay. Still live with their mama. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Hey, I came across a couple of those. I came up. 
I didn't even know because I, I don't I don't be on Instagram and all that stuff like that. So I don't be paying attention. And I met the young lady in, in person. And while I was hanging out at the bar, they was like, you know who that is? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, she's such and such such from Instagram. I was like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And then we hung out. She, she was said she was here for a while. Hung out at my place before, and then next time I saw her, I was supposed to, I guess, meet her somewhere, and it wasn't what she was putting on. She was putting on um, my Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, for me, that's why, I, like obviously professionally I use and like Instagram for like clients and stuff, but I just like don't enjoy Instagram anymore because I feel like it has become like a very curated life for people and people just aren't like who their pictures portray. And it's like, that has to be so exhausting to like not be able to just be you. And I feel like on TikTok, people are just like crazy as hell um well i mean it's anything from all the kids that are like dancing to tiktok's actually aging up really quick so there's a lot of people that are like our age on there that are like the 30s even like people in their 40s and up that are just you know spreading positivity whether they're just doing like funny stuff um there's just like a lot of like everything on there and i think people are very themselves which is i've seen some very good things come out of it some really positive stuff uh people talking about social injustice and things like that. And it's coming from different ethnicities. I've seen some of the stuff like that on there. And I also agree with the, with people not being themselves. You see, it's, it's prevalent now more than ever. You know, people can sell you a dream with no found, with no, with no nothing solid to hold on to. And it's crazy that, you know, people find themselves buying into that. It's like, how do you buy into How do you buy into a facade? Like, there's nothing there, you know? Yeah. It's it's the naked truth running out here that everybody is scared of, and you got a liar running around well-dressed in the truth's clothes. That's something crazy. Yeah. I think it's like, it almost comforts people because they see that, like, if others can do it, even though they're not really doing it, it's just the, you know, visual, they think that, like, they can do it. So it's almost like, okay, like, it's real. Like, that's real life. Like, I can have that or I can aspire to that. I think people almost want these, like, false narratives to like, look up to. People are very Do you remember Dwayne? Do I remember who? Dwayne. Maybe? I don't know. The older guy, older gentleman? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's doing well. He's doing well. I see him from time to time. Um, when I visit uh, the Sophie, when I go over there to grab a drink and hang out for a little bit, he's usually there. Not usually, but when I'm in there, he's there. Is that in Hyde Park? Is that a new place? Yeah, that's in, it's in Hyde Park. It's the hotel, the Sophie Hotel. So inside they have the Mesler, which is like the bar area. Yeah, you've been gone a, a couple of years. You know, things have yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just remember going to pork shop like every single week. <laughs> um, that place where we were familiar with clothes and it went around the corner. So I think he has a whole setup of like three restaurants all together over, over there in that area. Um, and where he originally was, I think that's about to be a Chinese restaurant. 
Or should I just say Asian because I'm not sure? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll go to Sophie or Messler and I'll mess around over there and I'll see him. Well, yeah, I definitely, I would like to come back. Obviously, I want to come back, but I also want life to be a little bit more normal so that I can enjoy. Yeah. See friends and, like, be able to see multiple people and not feel like I could only go and see, you know, like, two people or something. So, I've only been back once in three years and it was literally, like, for a day and a half for work. So, it's been a while. It's definitely overdue. I think I would have, I definitely would have already gone this year if it wasn't. Like, what are your motivations? In life? What motivates you? Um, great question. I think happiness, which is, you know, like obviously this weird cloud of like, who even knows what that means or like how you get it. Journey, not a destination. <laughs> um, money, for sure. Like, growing up, not like, you know, like we didn't, we, my mom and my stepdad like made sure we like had what we needed, but like I, we weren't like well to do by any means, just normal, whatever, like lower middle class people. But I've always wanted better and I've always wanted to achieve for myself. Um, I would also happily marry rich at this point as I'm getting older and, you know, tired of working. <laughs> just kidding ish. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's. That's like, you know, like just being successful. And I think that I, you know, I, I'm really hard on myself. So even though I guess some people would think that I am successful now, like I just, it doesn't feel like I'm there yet. I think I always measure like my motivations on like the end goal versus like the, the journey to it. So I'm definitely motivated by being successful, you know, having money to be able to do what I want. And being happy, they being married, that's a motivator. That's why I keep swiping in these stupid ass apps. <laughs> Earlier, you said you had a career coach. Um, I just actually met with this woman <clears throat> one time yesterday. She's actually in um, Hyde Park. Uh, I found her like online, so I'll, I'll probably talk with her a few more times. I think for sure. It's just it's very intriguing because. I think it's so important like as you progress in your career to talk to someone else about like what you want and what you're doing because they're gonna I feel like people are gonna just have different insight and more insight like she immediately even in just a chemistry check was like telling me things that I wasn't really thinking about kind of like my you know trip to being like a, a CMO or a COO she's like you need to make sure you're doing this like here are really critical steps that you know that people need to get into that position. And I was like, shit, that makes sense. And I hadn't necessarily like plotted out my path that way. So I think it's important. I think just talking to people, having like resources, um, having mentors, if that's, you know, you find mentors you like, it's really important. Okay. How long have you been in LA now, Kylie? Um, three years. Three years? All right, so how many places or cities have you been so far? In life? Um, Just there in Cali. Oh, I mean, I've been to like San Diego and San Francisco, both were for work. Um, 
I don't like, I'm like not a San Francisco fan. It reminds me of Chicago um, in the sense that it's like cold and gray. Very like, and the downtown just feels very, it's like, just like Chicago, like very like cold and like empty. Like people aren't really downtown. Um, San Diego is nice. I feel like it's really pretty. It's like LA, but it's like slower. To me, I always feel like it's, you know, just for people that want like a slower LA and a little bit less like cool and upbeat. But other than that, I haven't done, oh, I've been to like some of the middle of nowhere-ishness of California, like Modesto. I have a client there. Um, a client there? Client, yeah, in Modesto. The wine, it's a um, wine brand. So I guess it's a good place for wine. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to do just like a, a trip up the coast. Like I go to Malibu and stuff like that, but that's basically like LA. Um, and it's gorgeous there. Like just being on the coast, had dinner there with girlfriends um, a couple weeks ago, actually, because you could like outdoor dine. So definitely a great experience that I recommend for folks. Okay, have you tried surfing? No, you're not gonna do that? No way, I don't even swim. I'll <laughs> get Maisie on the board, you know. I know, right? She, no, she would like freak out. She, yeah, she's like in her. She's now like a middle-aged lady, so she turned seven in August. <laughs> so she'd probably not be into it. Did she? Did you ever put her in? Um, was it obedience school? No. When she was like a baby. Um, I mean, she's just so well-behaved naturally that, <laughs> yeah. Except that she punched me in the face. I mean, she's a boxer. That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Boxers are supposed to box people. Yeah, she hit me with a good right, straight right hand, right down the pipe. Ooh. I remember that. It's so funny. Yeah, pretty, it was pretty funny. She, no, it's so, it's good. You should have a dog. You don't have a dog, do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like taking care of myself. I don't like cleaning up after um, anyone else. It's the best thing in life. I feel like pets are just like your best friend that will always love you. If you're having a shit day, they'll remind you that they still love you. Um, my dog, yeah, Maisie's definitely been like a, a good crush for me. I just don't feel like dealing with uh, going to the vet or any sicknesses. I don't I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. I like, being able to, I like being able to just come home and just enjoy my peace and quiet. Um, work on my music. Lately, I've been doing a little doodling, drawing. I've been doing that. So I like to do all those things without being inhibited or having someone having a pet in the way or messing up something and I've laid down on the floor to dry out or something like that. I don't need that. What, uh, what are you doodling? Um, just, just painting like abstract. I guess it would just be like abstract pictures. It's nothing like that I can honestly name it. It's just like ideas that come together, like weird shapes with shading and um, using like different. Like if I use blue, I'll I'll use use as many shades of blue as I can to kind of create like. The level of color in it or something like that like I may do a cup and then like just do the shading from a dark blue to a lighter blue I'm showing all the different uh, the different hues of blue that there are 
because when I was growing up, one of the things that they told us was just to use the colors that we have, right? So when you get older and you see like prisma colors or spectrum colors, they have all these different colors, you know, in, into the box. So you end up painting or drawing and you get to you see like a yellow, there's a darker yellow, there's a tan, and there's a different type of shades because no one is truly like one special color, like I'm brown or light or whatever it is, but there are different hues within the skin. So I've kind of tried to get back into that. Um, it's been a long time. I went to school for it, uh, but I didn't commit to it. Um, but lately, I've just been finding myself doodling and using like my Prisma colors and things like that. So I've been, in, I guess, I just been trying to enjoy that as well. It's like I, I've had this autistic surge lately, you know. I feel like yeah, quarantines made people do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. People are like baking. Have you made like banana bread? <laughs> no, banana bread is good though. I made banana bread. It was good. And then I moved on. And then I've like not made anything else. <laughs> All quarantine. Um, Do you enjoy bacon? No. I don't enjoy cooking. No. Not at all? Zero. <laughs> don't tell me you, you eat not every night. No. I actually got this really cool um, like oven thing. It's called a Tavala. It's actually a company from Chicago. Um, and it's, it does like all this stuff. It's basically like a really cool ass like toaster oven, but it also bakes, broils, toasts, and steams. So you can like make all this food in there and you can order food that they have and you basically just scan like this code and it just like knows how to cook your food. Um, or you can just use it for like your regular stuff. So I'm as basic as it comes when it comes to food. Okay. Are you one of those people that, uh, is it meal prep? You do meal prep? No. No, because no, I get really bored eating the same thing. I just, like, don't want to eat chicken. I, like, rarely want to eat chicken anyways. But I don't want to eat chicken every day for, like, a week. I don't know how people do that. Do you do that? No. No. So what, what I do is I'll make a meal big enough for two days, and then I'll just eat the leftovers and the day that I'm eating the leftovers or the day after, I'll just like, I'll just make something quick, like a salad or something like that in between. You know, I don't, I don't do any meal prep, but I know people that do it and they seem to like it. You know, they seem to say it makes it uh, their week more productive to be able to have the meals ready when they come home or while they're on the go. And when they're ready, they can just pull the meal out and eat it. Or when they get home, they can eat it and, they don't have to sit there and worry about coming home and trying to cook or cook for a family and things like that. So if it works, it works. Yeah. I don't knock it, you know, really? to each his own. I have to do something real quick. All right. <laughs> all right. So like I was saying, I had to leave because I go to the bathroom. But while I was in there, I started cleaning up because I can't stand my bathroom to be too, too dirty and or nasty. Um, just bothers me so I started moving the candles around and cleaning up all the dust and everything so we're back yes well like I would say my bathroom is awesome because of my new little beauty fridge which all ladies should have and actually all fellas should have you should take care of your skin I don't know if you do um but you it's literally like this big it's a refrigerator that you can put like your moisturizers your retinols, your hydraulic acid, or whatever it's called. I, I don't know. Whatever. I just put it on my face. I don't need to have it. If 
vitamin C's, all of that. And it keeps it cold, which makes it like better for your skin. That and Botox is why I look so youthful. <laughs> How long have you been using Botox? Um, I think since I was like 30. Okay. What made you start? Uh, I had like a line that was like parting my whole forehead. Like it was bananas. Like it was just like in half. So I literally had a friend. I think you've met my friend Sean, the blonde girl. I'm pretty sure you've met her. Um, but she literally, because she's older, so she had been getting it. And she, I like showed her a picture and I'm like, ah, I'm like, God, my forehead looks so bad. She's like, it's time to start getting Botox. <laughs> so that's when you know you have a true friend is when they tell you it's time to go. Like they don't want you to like walk around and have pictures with like a wrinkly ass forehead. That's what friendship is. Yes, so I wouldn't, I mean, no one has told me yet to <laughs> try Botox. So maybe I'm doing well. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, but make sure you're like moisturizing. Even boys have to do all that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. important. It's important. What's your beauty routine? Or your skincare routine? Uh, I forgot the name of the stuff. It comes in a jar. It's like eight ounces. Uh, something organic. I can't remember the name of it. It's in there right now. It's a big old thing of white cream. Um, I don't know how that sounded, but it's that one. And then there's another one. It, it's, it has rose hip oil in it. And it's like a, I use it on my skin as well. And for my, for my head after, I, after I'm done shaving, because you don't want your head to just be out there uh, all dried, dried out or anything like that. So I definitely um, moisturize and, and take care of my head. Um, some people use the aftershave, but I, like I said, I don't. I use the um, I use a rose hips oil, and then it's something organic. It's called something organic. I, I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but it it, it it works for me. It works for me. I like it. And sunscreen. You have to wear sunscreen every day too. Um, rarely do I wear sunscreen unless I know I'm going to be outside. Uh, when I was in Puerto Rico back in January. I do recall having sunscreen. You're supposed to wear it every day, otherwise your skin's gonna get all leathery. Leathery? Yeah. I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> um, I've I like have started to love skincare much more, mainly because I don't wanna have to like have a facelift in the next like ten years or anything. But I feel like you may be already considering that. Considered a facelift? If you're talking about it. No way. I don't need a facelift. Um, no, I just need to make sure that these wrinkles stay, like, hidden. So I get to get Botox, like, three to four times a year. Three to four times a year? Yeah. The best eating thing. regimen, is you, do you have a good eating regimen? No. I mean, yes and no. Like, I, I eat probably a lot more healthy than I used to, but I would never call it a regimen since I don't, like, cook and okay. figuring out. But I do have these, whatever, like, the pre or the meals that, like, you cook in this oven. So, like, to some extent, I know what my week's going to, like, be like. Um, yeah. I just need to, like, maybe marry, like, a chef who will, like, tackle that part of, like, the relationship. There you go. Get you a chef, man. 
That's what they're you do right schedules. there. Uh huh. They're bad schedules, though. Is there anything you miss out of Chicago since you since you've left? Um, my friends for sure. You know, just the people because I was there for fifteen years. So yeah, like the relationships, people I had like grown so close with. Just like I feel like whenever I would go somewhere too, like I just ended up seeing people I knew, and I feel like I miss that too. Just like the familiarity. Um, I don't miss the weather. I definitely miss Promontory Point again. That was like my zen, like space. Um, yeah. Other than that, like. I don't necessarily miss the city. I miss the, the people the city. There is no boardwalk or place along the lake where you can go that's similar to Promontory Point? Um, well, the ocean. <laughs> I mean, there, like, there is. And I take Maisie down to Santa Monica to do this, like, walk that's, like, kind of above the beach, which is nice. But I don't know. There was just something very, like, different and serene and, like, very, like, quiet about, like, the... The whatever the little promontory point area that I love. Um, yeah, it's just different. I thought there's a lot of places here that kind of do similar. I feel that whole area along the lake, uh, when you're running for me from 35th all the way up to 67th, is pretty, it's a, it's a pretty peaceful run. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a nice straight stretch of land where you can kind of just walk or run or you're biking a drive. It works well when you're just trying to, you know, have a moment of time to yourself and just be away from everything. Cause I know it, when there are times where I go, yeah. I just, I turn my phones off before I get there and I just walk, you know? Yeah. Cause you, yeah. you need those moments where you can just get away from everybody and not have to worry about anything and, and refocus and revitalize, refresh. I agree. There's a lot of good like hikes here and it's nice to kind of do that when you're hiking and just kind of zone out um, a lot of the, what I'll do too, and it's like nice out, especially during the day when it's not so hot, I'll mm -hmm. like find a park, like somewhere, like even Laguna Beach or in Orange County, like I'll just go and take Maisie if it's like a dog friendly park and just explore and just get out, see something different and kind of then zone out of like life stuff, um, which is really nice. Okay. Did you have any vacation plans that got screwed up during yeah, this period of time? Yeah, it wasn't, so it wasn't necessarily like me going anywhere, my family. So I have a sister who's 29. She's married with two children. My niece and nephew are like, I think like eight and five. Um, not like age range. Um, but they were supposed to come literally, I think two weeks after like the world closed down and that like, I got their like the plane tickets, like Disney. We we're gonna go to this like Nickelodeon like slime fest. Like I had tickets for everything. Um, thankfully, like the United credits are just sitting there, and like the Disney tickets are just like sitting there. But like they were coming out for like a four day like literally do everything in LA weekend, um, and we had to had to cancel it, of course. So you know we were like, yeah, we'll reschedule and like a few months and you know at this point you just don't know when it's okay to reschedule because I don't necessarily want to like have them like fly um but they are like going back to me the next few actually went back to school half time which is crazy I can't believe all of these kids that are like going back to school amongst 
I don't think any kids should be going. Are the schools open or no? Huh? Can you hear me? You there? Yeah, it froze for a second. Okay. Um, your picture is frozen. Mm hmm. What'd you say? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I think that's what everyone has been doing. I think everyone has just been rolling with the punches because this is this is abnormal, right? You're just trying to figure out life. Uh, we're all just trying to figure out life in this new in this new situation. So, you there? Yeah, but I uh oh, you're yawning. You're yawning. That's bad. Yawning is means you have a lack of air. That's all that means. Yes. That also means that you could be sleepy, but yawning is contagious from what I've seen. Oh, my friend's going to Catalina. That's somewhere I want to go that I haven't gone yet. Where? Catalina. Did you ever watch Step Brothers? Dead Relatives? No, Step Brothers. Oh, once. Okay, so do you remember the Catalina wine mixer? <laughs> No. Oh my god, it's like the best movie. Um, but Catalina is like an island off of like, whatever, off of like Los Angeles, and you can take a boat. And I think it takes like, I don't know, maybe it's an hour or two to get there on boat, or you can take like a helicopter. Um, but yeah, it's just like this beautiful island. I really want to go, but I have not. I'm a little afraid of like, I hate being on boats unless they're big enough. So I'm a little really? afraid. So yeah, I hate. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Gotta go there eventually. Apparently, LA had an earthquake last night, but I didn't feel it. Really? What, what was the uh, the magnitude of the earthquake? I don't know. I saw it on um, Twitter earlier. Who knows? I felt like a couple of them. It was like last, not this year, I don't think. I feel like it was like last July or something. When there was like a few like bigger ones like right in a row. It wasn't nothing too crazy, was it? No, but they're weird. When I felt my first one, I was like, holy fuck, like what is this? Because like there's different kinds. There's just like some that like shake you, and then there's some that are like rolling, and you like feel like kind of like when you're like drunk and you're like, ooh, like you're literally like shifting. Yeah, but you can feel the roll. It's not just like a movement. And I remember when it happened, I was sitting on my couch and Maisie was like standing up and all of a sudden she froze and like she was looking around and like my door was like waving back and forth and like things in the apartment were moving. And that and I wasn't even like close to it. You should see the videos for people that are like close to these things. Their whole houses are like moving. It's insane. Yeah, when I was in Puerto Rico, they were having earthquakes, but um, the magnitude of them wasn't enough for me where I was. I think I was on the northeast side in El San Juan, or Old San Juan, whatever it is. And then you had, uh, I think, in the southwest part of the island. So I think it's from the, dis the distance from Chicago to, to uh, the distance of Chicago to Milwaukee. So we didn't really um, 
we weren't able to really feel the earthquakes or, or any tremors. I think maybe there was a, a few tremors that we might have felt while I was there, but it wasn't nothing too major. Yeah. But I've never, I've never experienced a full-on earthquake at all. Just maybe, maybe tremors, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah, it's definitely like strange. And then like this whole like wildfire stuff, like yeah, out here came with like a whole bunch of like new stuff, like whatever, like earthquakes, and then the fires. I remember not last year, two maybe two years ago, there was a fire that wasn't far from like my old office. I think it was like a mile. It was in Malibu. And like literally when I would go out to my car, there was just like soot on it. And like in our actual office smelled like a freaking bonfire was happening. Wow. It's still unbelievable. It's still unbelievable to me that fires can like just spread out and cover so much space like that, man. Like that is so crazy. That is so crazy that it it just takes a, a spark and then everything else in the area just becomes fuel for it. To- well, there's like, I don't know if you've heard about the, there's one, I mean, it's like not that far from me. It's probably, I don't know, probably 20 miles or something from where I am. But it was sparked by these idiots who were doing like a gender reveal party. Really? Yeah, and whatever they did, like sparked it. And like, so far, like a fireman has been killed. Um like it's like they're having a really hard time getting it contained um because it's just the wind is coming like from both sides of the mountain so it's still really really bad and you know people are losing their like livelihoods their houses their everything because some people wanted to use like whatever they were using for a stupid gender reveal but they're gonna like face charges most likely yeah uh as a young man when I would watch family members barbecue, I think that was one of the things they they made sure. Um, they always said if you stamp out something or you put out something in the dirt anywhere, they said stump it out and pour you know pour water on it, and then throw uh, dirt on it. They said you always want to put the fire out completely. So you never leave it to uh, to to continue to warm and still be heated or something. They said if it still has the orange glow. It's still lit. He said, "Always stump it out until you until you can kind of hear the hissing sound of it when it goes out." They say, "If you don't, you know, it be everything in the area around it can become very uh, fast." So, and I watched, I watched, uh, I watched some men who were older than me at the time that did it. He's like, "I'll show you." And they they left it kind of like lit, and like the grass around it caught fire. And you say, "See how fast that happens?" So it don't take much when it's just dry area around. So. It's, it's important that people make sure that they do things the right way, you know, flicking cigarettes or whatever you, whatever it is you do. It's important anytime you're in an area where anything can be fueled to put that type of stuff out. Yeah. I mean, it's the bear. And you can see, like, sometimes when you drive, especially, like, last year, when you would drive down PCH, like, down the coast, you, like, you would just look over and there would be mountains that were completely, like, black because they had just, like, wow. burnt. And it's just, it's crazy. Like to me, it was last week I was getting kind of annoyed because I know that Snowflake kind of made its way to the Midwest. And I saw all these people like complaining. They're like, oh my God, it's so smoky in the Midwest. And I'm like, are you kidding? These are like people's like lights that are like burning up. Like people are at least 30 to like 40 people have been like killed by this. I'm like, this is like real shit that's happening. Like smoke in the air, stay your ass inside. Like our air quality is like, much worse so I've had to, you know we just stay inside but I'm just like 
Does that give you any type of anxiety at all to, between the fires and the earthquakes and all this other nonsense politically going on? Um, I would say not like the fire doesn't really because I'm so central in the city that like if if we were in trouble with fires, we'd really we'd all be fucked because the whole city would be like burning down. Um, earthquakes, not really, because you can't like I don't know, you can't like plan for it. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and you have no idea. The stuff that gives me anxiety is like our orange president and like all of the, the people in the world that are like stripping the rights away from everyone. I think I'm gonna be very anxious until like November, whatever. November. Yeah, November, I think between a fourth and a sixth. Yeah. So like the will be like, no, I'm gonna be anxious until until then. Total shit show, my man. Total shit show. I know. Well, it's, I mean, we live in, like, obviously, traditionally blue states, which is, right? Isn't Illinois, like, always a blue state? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, good. I grew up in, like, what's now more of, like, a red state. I think for a while they were, I think we were blue for, like, a while, like, back in the ancient days, probably. Um, but, yeah. Now it's like red. And I like always talk to my family. My family is all like Democrats or whatever. I, at least the ones in Ohio. I have like family down south that I don't associate with anymore that are like red. Um, but yeah, I'm always like, you guys like have to vote. Like Ohio is a mess. Like you guys need to get out. I'm just like really hoping that people get out this year. And the thing is, though, it's, like, scary. So it's, like, a whole other element of, like, going to vote. It's not just, like, okay, like, let me, like, take off work or let me do whatever and, like, go vote because it's my duty. It's, like, oh, my gosh, I have to social distance, like, to vote. I don't want to get, like, COVID while I'm voting. I don't want to be around people. Like, there's a, a scary element to voting. And then if you mail-in vote, there's the whole Trump, like, you know, fucking lightened matches and like post offices so the ballots don't get moving uh, mailboxes and things equipment like yeah how is this permitted (laughs) oh my goodness insane i was talking to my friends earlier i'm like how are you guys gonna vote i'm like i think what i'm gonna do is take my mail-in ballot and deliver it like take it to like a polling place so i don't have to like be in the polling place for like a long period of time or wait in line but like make sure my ballot is like there mm-hmm. um, that feels like the safest option um because i just don't trust that mail-in ballots are gonna it, it just worries me like a lot as it should because it's it's a very sketchy situation right now it's very sketchy it really is too bad that we just can't like vote online but as we all know trump like owns online with his pals in russia so <laughs> we don't necessarily want to leave it to the online yeah i will, I will that would be nice if you could but the uncertain certainty of that is is a pain in the ass too yeah it's just like it's kind of crazy like these past like especially this past just year like if you just like look back and I know people always joke and they're like, what's coming next? And they're like, it's murder hornets or whatever. 
whatever's like, you know, like someone was like, we thought that the defining moment of 2020 would be the Australia or Australian like fires. They're like, that was like the thing that started this year. And they thought that would be the thing that we remembered. And like every month is like something else that like hands itself to us. Yeah. Um, and we're just like, everyone's like mental health is like fucked. And I feel like I just hope everyone is like, finding therapists i've even like thought about like starting to see like a therapist which i like not. i don't really think there's anything wrong with it i think everyone should do it yeah we just like need it like this is not normal case that people can like actually handle on their own i think like we do need support in 2020 <laughs> yeah this is this is a very weird time um for everyone it's it's really bizarre out here um, and, and I would say to anyone who had the chance that there's nothing wrong with it. It just, it's up to you to be brave enough to know that there's something wrong with you or that you don't feel okay in this present yeah. time or at any other time. And, and just go. Like, it doesn't even have to be like extreme. It's even just like to be able to have conversations so you don't get to the extreme. Because I think some people are like, but I'm like fine. I'm just like, you know, I'm a little this, I'm a little anxious. And it's like, don't let yourself get to like the point of, you know, losing your shit. Like allow yourself to be good, like in much yeah. earlier. Um, yeah. Give yourself the, the, the space to breathe and, and, and refresh because everyone needs it. I mean, I don't, I don't see how a person, we say it because it's a, it's a normal thing to say, right? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm okay, but we all know that that's bullshit. You know, we, 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 everyone is dealing with something. No one is, no one is perfect. No one is doing, having the best day ever. I've seen plenty of people, or not, I shouldn't say seen. I've heard about uh, or seen, I've seen a couple people commit suicide, and, and they said every day that they were doing well. You know, they said every day that everything was fine. And the only time that you didn't know was maybe the week or two right before it happened, you just saw the decline in them and it happened very rapidly and no one paid them any attention. So it's very, it's very possible. It's, it's very positive to say that there's something wrong and to want to go get, get checked out and, and have someone talk yeah. to you or you talk to them and, and clear the air and get yeah. some. We like have to get rid of that. Huh? Just, like the bad feelings or the bad vibes around taking care of your like mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a positive. It's a, it's a plus. It should be done. I also can't believe like all the people, I have a couple friends that just had like babies like recently, yeah. like in all of this. And that's like to say, like how do you even handle all of like that, like newness amongst the time that's like hard to like tackle. I guess you just, at some point you just say, you know, uh, love is stronger than what's going on, you know? Especially if you're at home with that person all the time. Yeah. Shout out to them for even having babies. You're doing something better than me. Yeah, I can't do the kids thing. <laughs> huh? I can't do the kids thing. No, I'm not saying I want the kids with the act. Yeah. A lot. I mean, people are. You know. Hmm. A selfless like act to have kids but it's also it is it is especially for the woman to allow her body to be sacrificed like that and the the chance of 
losing your own life to give birth to a kid, you know, that's, that's a very precious and, and selfless act from a woman. Yeah. That's why often I say, man, in certain ways, women are actually stronger than men. Um, always smarter, but stronger too, for sure. <laughs> smarter depends on what age, uh, I think, at, at a certain point. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, yes, it's so selfless to have kids, but I also feel like people, we have to get to a place where people also accept women that don't want to have kids. Like, I've never wanted to have kids, and I feel like a lot of people... You never wanted to? ...like, weird judgments around that. Or just, like, weird comments. They're like, oh, just wait till you meet somebody, then you'll want to have kids. And I'm like, no, like, this is a decision I am making. It's not based on, like, another person. Like, when I meet someone, they will also need to not want to have kids because I'm not going to blow up their life plan. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that it, you, it was never, like, you never wanted to. No way. Yeah, my face even crinkles when I, like, say it. I'm like, <laughs> I, like, literally can't have, like, a not crinkled face when people are like, you want kids? I'm like, <laughs> dogs, yes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. It's just it's the compatibility. Finding a person who, who it just makes sense to be having kids with. Did you hear me? You froze for a second. Um, I said I, I, I wouldn't mind it. It just comes with finding a person with the proper compatibility. Did you freeze up again? Uh-oh. We're back to frozen land. So the craziest topic I've, I've, I've had, well, a person, they wanted to rebel against the government and they wanted to start a war. Oh, geez. That's a pretty, like, hefty undertaking. Yeah, and for me, for me, it was okay. trying to get them well, to I understand that they're not ready for something like that. You froze again. Am I back? Can you see me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so the guy, he wanted to just go to war with the government. I was like, all right, bro, cool. It's like, that's a very grim, grim thing to, 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 to want to do. That plan is gonna end in death. But do you like worry, like, I know a lot of people are worried after the election that like some kind of like, not like war level, but like, Shit's gonna like happen. It 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 probably will. It probably there's a chance. I'm not gonna say it will because that when you say will, that's submitting that it, it's going to happen in the future. But it's a chance of it. Um, I don't necessarily know, but it's a, it's it's just it's just a chance of it. But I think more people, especially the African African American community, black, whatever you want to say it is, um, indigenous. I think more people are becoming aware of their rights being stripped from them or them not being treated fairly. So more people have flocked to gun stores. They have gotten their um, uh, firearm registry taken care of to make sure that they can protect themselves just in case something goes awry. Uh, we, live in, we live in a country where it's very easy to spark people into doing something very foolish, right? We've seen that with the presidency. You there? Frozen. What part did I leave off on? I heard flocking to gun stores. 
Yeah, so you are you have a lot of black people, Africans, African Americans going to, to gun stores to make sure that they observe their right to bear arms, Second Amendment. So they have, in, in fact, uh, when they got their uh, registration for to, to be able to hold arms and bear arms. So it's it's just a matter of fact of knowing that if something does happen, I am going to protect myself and, and my family and anyone else that's around me. Not to say that this will this this will happen, but just in case it 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 does go awry, you, you don't know. We do know that people can be influenced in the wrong way, right? We've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, but we keep pausing, and then you come back. Nah. So in the end of it, I was just saying that, you know, we've seen that people can be influenced in a negative way. We, we understand that that can happen. We see who is in office and how they got in there. So um, it, it's, it's imperative to be able to defend yourself, but at the same time to know that we can't let outside influences um, manipulate the way we go about our daily routine. So. I think a lot of manipulation is happening with people mentally uh, due to the images that are being uh, brought, sent out through television and everything like that. I think it is, I think it's a game. But I think we also just have to be aware and prepare for it as well. So that's just me. Yeah, you froze again. I I'm not surprised it's freezing up. Anytime I'm saying something, Anytime I'm saying something of relevance, it, it starts to pause. I know. I was like, you keep saying, like, good stuff, but then I keep, like, hearing Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really, it doesn't love me, and I understand why. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, how do you feel about just kind of the the movement that's been, like, happening this year and, like, just, you know, how it's like people have finally like grabbed hold of it and you know obviously there have been issues for a million years but like why i mean how do you just feel about what's going on right now um on a certain level it's it's something that probably was overdue um i'm freezing up again i froze again do we need to restart huh the Zoom hates us. Do we need to restart? At what part? Me speaking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not liking me. Anytime I get ready to say something good, it, it goes out on me. So as far as I've I've seen, I'm not surprised. Um it seems like every forty to fifty years there's an uprising if we do some research on that. Um it's one of those things that need to happen. I um what has happened with police brutality? If you go back and, and you research the numbers over the last several years, the, the level of police brutality, was it a thousand every year, 900 people who have been assaulted or, or, or shot by police officers. So this is a, a thing that happens. It's, it's, there's a big repetition and it's more current than people actually know. So now that you, we have cameras and camera phones, people are, am I freezing again? Froze again. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's going to keep doing it. So now that we have camera phones, we're in a position where we can record what's going on and we can show people, hey, this is actually happening. But no one wants to see the videos of how it happened, um, what led up to it. They only see a police officer shooting a man in the back, shooting a man um, while he's reaching for his ID after you ask him to. 
shooting a man because you told him to put his wallet down and after he went to put the wallet down, you shot him. So when you see people protesting, they're not protesting just because of the gunshot, they're protesting because of what we saw you do, yeah. right? It's a cause and effect that comes with that, right? Subject and predicate, how did we get to this, to this point? Well, we got there because there have been a lot of police shootings, all right? Am I upset? Yes, absolutely, I'm very upset because it continues to happen. I've had situations like that happen to me where a police officer takes you off the south side of Chicago and takes you into the wrong neighborhood, right? These these things happen. It's happened over and over and over again. And I'm sure every police precinct that has had these complaints have a lot of them. They just never done anything about them. So then we get to the point where people, there's an uprising, people protest. I have no problem with protests. I have no problem with that at all. It's just the agent provocateurs that take over the moments when we're protesting. I faded out again. Yeah. It's just the agent provocateurs that I have a problem with that seize the moment to make it about them, to make it about um, making it look like the protests are actually violent and very negative and outraged people that want to destroy park property. That's not how it goes. When you're protesting, the goal is to make, make change and create change. Yeah, violence may, may help, but in the long run, a lot of that stuff isn't, it's not being shown the correct way. It's not necessarily black people running up in stores. Someone broke that store open before, you know, a lot of those guys ran into those places like that. Now these last few where they, they were just openly doing it, that's not something I, I, um, I you know, I subscribe to. I, I wouldn't even condone that type of behavior, you know. I understand that they were upset, but just, you know, there might've been a better way to do that. So it, it's just a lot of the stuff, man, it's just a lot of emotion. You, I feel melancholy at this point, I don't know. If I should be, um, if I should be upset and outraged, or if I should be sad, or you know, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of crazy emotions. It's, the whole year has been an emotional roller coaster, you know. It's been a, a weird ride all the way through, and we got a couple months to go. Yeah. How do you feel about like the companies that have like you know stepped forward to like quote unquote like use their voice and? Really kind of almost like it seems cool. It seems cool to me. Like that, I, that's the best way I can put it. It seems cool that everybody's going Black Lives Matter, but for me, it's not about what seems cool. It's about the actual work you do. Um, when you're telling me that Black Lives Matters, that's fine. But what are you doing to help change these communities, the schools? What are you doing to help get these officers proper training? Because if it takes a cosmetologist two years to get their degree. How come it takes an officer six months to eight months to get theirs? That doesn't make any sense to me. There should be some mental capacity training where these guys learn how to de-escalate situations. There should be all types of classes that these guys have. And even when it comes to combat, they should be given proper combat training to know that, okay, I know how to disarm this guy if it comes to that and I know when to use my gun. I'll use my gun if force is absolutely necessary. but if I can't get this guy to the ground and just arrest him or calm him down, I'll do that first. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that are lacking. So when they say Black Lives Black Lives Matter, that's cool. But what are you doing? What are you What are you doing? Where's the participation at? What communities are you involved with? Who are you helping out? How are you actually trying to change it? Just saying Black Lives Matter doesn't really doesn't really do anything. It resonates. People see it and go, Oh yeah, I'm all for that. But 
what what where's the work to me it's kind of like using the word love i love you nicole i love you but along with that love what are you willing to do for nicole can you be there when she needs you if she needs five dollars if she needs ten dollars are you there for her emotionally things like that like I, there always has to be an action behind things like that. Other than that, it's just propaganda to me. And that's just how I see it. No, I think that, I mean, I completely agree. And I think that's such a great point. And I think a lot of companies are finding themselves saying and not doing, or they're doing things that are very, you know, like surface level. It, yeah. almost, feels like they're, it almost feels like they're doing it for credit. You know? That's all. That's and, it. We posted a, a picture saying we believe in this and now we hired, look who we hired. And it's like, wait a second. That's like literally not the only, like, that's not it. Like you didn't just complete, you didn't just complete the mission. Like this is like something so much like bigger. Um, and I think it, I think it's everyone. It's not just like companies or, you know, people that is involved. I think all of us have like really important work to be doing to, make sure that not only we're not saying things or doing things, but making sure that we're also not allowing people around us to say or do things. Or if you're at a company where you can influence things, like you need to be influencing change that actually matters. Like you said, like, can you invest in like the community? Like what is your place? And I think that everyone just has a lot of like work to do. I feel like I've learned so much this year. Um, I've spent a lot of time really trying to find ways that I can, you know, help, um, be smarter, use my voice. And I think that it's something people need to be more dedicated to. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's needed. It's one of those things that's needed. I think it needs to come from everybody. Um, I don't think it's necessarily for me. This is just me and how I feel. I don't think the end goal should be, um, African-American against Latino or, or, or Caucasian, Polish, Irish, whatever. I think it should be good. To me, the end battle will be good versus evil, love versus hate. Um, I think together as a group, we can all get more done than us being separated from one another. Now, true indeed, the black community needs a lot of uh, rebuilding amongst ourselves and it needs to start there. We need to, we need the right things in place to help us out. But as a whole, I think we can all get more done, too. We do need to make sure that internally we know how to love, heal, create economic growth, and trust each other in the process of doing these things. But overall, there's stupidity amongst everybody, right? Like, we can't just, we just can't just say it's coming from one specific group of people. Everybody has a bunch of stupid people within a certain uh, ethnic group or whatever it is. So there are things that we need to be able to say. We need to hold people accountable and go, we aren't associated with this. What you're doing is wrong. And we need to be able to, to quell those type of situations or, or stomp them out because that's, that's part of the biggest thing where uh, it seems like the stupid people continue to win, you know? And, I, and I'm one of those guys that's just against that. I, I feel like there need to be more strong-minded, intelligent, and smart people who aren't afraid to just point out the ignorance and evil in the world speak on it and, and, and rally together to help uh, rectify that, those type of situations. It's just me speaking, though. Who am I? No, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, everyone's got to use their own specific power to all the things out. 
create the change, do whatever that they feel they can do. And I feel like there's no specific right way for people to take part. And I think that kind of define, you're not define, but you discover like what your path to being a part of like a better tomorrow is. Yeah. Um, and helping for everyone. But I agree, I don't think it should be like race versus race. Like we do need to come to a place where, you know, everyone yeah, I mean, we all got to live on this planet, you know. Yeah. We all have to live here. Um, and it would it would be beneficial to each one of us to have a better understanding of each other um, and be able to learn, learn, love, and grow and be able to change the outcome of circumstances for everybody, not just one specific group. So that's just me. That's just how I be feeling about that stuff. I, I think a lot of times, <clears throat> yeah, you should be proud of where you come from. You should be you should be proud to, to speak of uh, about the people that you come from and everything. But at the same time, we're all human beings. We're all doing the same stuff and trying to accomplish goals. So uh, in the end, it's, it's something that's so minute and infantismal that we're still, to me, I think we're just missing it. I think we're just missing it, you know, racism and all that stuff. I think, I think these are all systematic constructs that make sure that we're separate and we're individual when we need to get past those stupid things because going back to the whole black lives matter movement anybody can say that you can be working with people that can say that but they do they really mean it like what are you doing you know what i mean like in it the end goal are you doing the best you can to make sure that uh people anywhere anywhere around the world anywhere within certain neighborhoods where you stay are you making sure that they have the same rights and opportunities that everyone else does because it, saying it doesn't mean nothing you know what i mean it's just like was it black lives matter and then they know them saying that all men are created equal and then racism was created under the same construct when they were doing that you understand what i'm saying so like what are we doing to make sure that it, it's being effective you know you can say black lives matter or all lives matter but do they really because if all lives ma did matter, we wouldn't be saying black lives matter. You know, and I, I, I was telling, I was arguing with somebody about that. And it was a police officer. He said, well, blue lives matter. And I said, that's fine, but you get to take off your uniform. I can't take this shit off. Yeah, blue, yeah, blue is not an ethnicity that you're, or whatever, that you're like born to be. I know I had, I've had quite a few conversations. I actually had a, I posted this post on like Instagram like weeks ago um and it was like this picture of it was like black lives matter but it was basically a picture that was kind of like depicting the current situation and then like the goal and like the comments blew up with people that were just fighting against it and it was like helping me see like how little people like understood the actual like point that people were trying to get across by saying black lives matter and by doing the things that we've been doing by doing the protests by giving um and just i was like it was pretty hard to just like read all this stuff i'm like how do people like where does this hate come from where does this like confusion come from um but there were like hundreds and hundreds of comments but i was it was interesting because i had a lot of people that also jumped in to kind of like combat a lot of that and i was just like it's just so weird to me because it's not it's obviously not natural or the way I think. So I always am just dumbfounded um, yeah. by what feels so archaic. Like, how can that still be 
like how or how can how can a woman want to vote for Trump? How can <laughs> that was a crazy part? Like the women were voting for him. Yeah, like what is like what? It's like they're in a forever like a forever life bubble, not just like a COVID bubble. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. A person that could tell you tell you to grab women by their private part is insulting you to your face through the media and you still voted for him. Like, how did you miss that? Yeah. It's, well, and even like, let's say you missed it and you voted the first time. Like, shit, there's been plenty for you to like not miss these past four years. Absolutely. And to just see how many like women are like, oh, he's done such an amazing job. And the funny thing is, his followers love to say he's done such an amazing job. And then when people are like, what has he done? They like, they regurgitate the fake shit that he said that is like been disproven. It's like not real. And if they don't do that, then they're, they're, uh, 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 and they say the simplest, dumbest shit in the world. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it, my man. I, I get it. You know, you got to stand by, you got to stand with your choice. And there's nothing wrong to say, there's nothing wrong with saying that you made a mistake. Right? I fucked up. This is that simple, yo. I fucked up. Players fuck up, man. Hey. You know, it's very simple to say, you know, hey, I've thought of voting for this guy would bring economic change to America, this, that, and the third, or whatever the platform was. Or if you were just a racist piece of shit and you thought that, you know, this was a sign of the times that you would, you know, America would go back to being yours. Hey, hey. You know, if you're one of those type of people, uh, you know, you, you voted for them. But if there is a realization that you fucked up, just say, hey, I put the wrong person in, in, in there. I help with the wrong guy in office. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I've actually seen quite a few people as of late, like, kind of stand up to say that, which I think is powerful. I was watching this video earlier. This woman, like, was Mike Pence's, like, basically number two, and she was just, like, talking about how, like, all this COVID stuff, they basically have, like, just let it happen, and they've, like, found like positives in it like Trump said something like yeah this is fine now I don't have to like shake the hands of all these disgusting people but she's talking about his followers which just it like blows my mind that like his followers are people that he would never like associate with in real life or like wow. never sit down with in a room unless it was like in this like situation where he like he needs them right so and because he needs them he shows up and he puts on the act but in the real life perspective of it, they're pawns to him that he needs their votes. Like I have to get their votes, so I'm gonna rally them behind me. I'm gonna say the most gro gross, grotesque, disgusting things ever uh, in the public that will rally them behind me. And he's done that. And he probably has more ammunition than that. I feel like he was being light, and that's just me being honest. I feel like he was being light about it. Yeah, I've, I've heard worse. I've heard worse. is like the best word for it yeah yeah i feel like that. i feel like there was more more ammunition in the clip and, and he chose to just do enough to to get people uh riled up that's just me thinking though um and then from watching it for the, these last four years like you're looking at it and, and the people that have voted for him they still is like how do you still hang on to that like how are you still hanging on I just feel like that like group of people especially like his more like 
racist followers, I feel like they, I feel like he's empowered them in these past four years. So I feel like they're definitely not turning their back because if you think about it, so many of them are like the people that like everyone else has turned their back on. Because a lot of them are like, not, I mean, maybe like lower class or like, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to be like an asshole, but not, you know, not necessarily a cream of the crop of the world. So they're the people that everyone has like turned their back on. And he's like, come on friends, like let's, you know. I love you, come on, let's all have a hug. Let's be racist together. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Yes, let's get together. Yeah. Let me get my pitchfork. And I, I feel like they feel empowered by it. And like, Absolutely. that's what's just happening. And they're like, they just, I don't know. And I feel like that's why a lot of like the violence, especially at protests with like all of these groups of people that are going after protesters, like that's what it is. It's this new, like a new empowered racist. And it's disgusting. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's the, when you think about it, I think my grandfather lived to be a hundred plus years old. So um, before he died, we were having a conversation. It was me and him. And he said, grandson, I've seen the uh, evolution of a lot of things. He said, I've lived long enough to have seen life twice on this planet. He said, the one thing I haven't seen is a black man as a president. He said, if you follow the telephone, he said, I was, I was around for the telephone down to the cell phone. He said, I've seen the evolution of TV and cameras until now. He said, the only thing I haven't seen in my lifetime will be a black president. He said, God willing, I'll make it to see that. Now, he did make it to see that, but just to take into context the things that he's seen, he's seen and for him to even have to go through racism, right? And to this day, after he's died, to see how it still plays out. It's, it's a it's a, an amazing journey there's there's wins but the losses that are there too are, are just very significant because they still happen right and you will hope that one day we will wake up and, and live in a different world and it may not happen in our time but i hope that one day in the future or soon you know that the things are drastically changed for the better for all human beings because um the, the, the thinking process behind that, man, it's, you have to be born to hate people like that, you know? Like, you can't just wake up one day and just say, I'm going to do that. Like, you, that has to be taught to you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a learned behavior. But I feel like you are, like, you're born this, like, innocent creature that then starts, like, absorbing yeah. everything it, around you. Yeah, the people that are born like that, we really, you, you usually know who they are, right? They, they, they kill puppies. They hurt innocent things, you know, they do stuff like that. And we, we're, you're able to recognize who those people are. Um, but racism, you have to be taught that. You have to be taught to hate. Like that, that doesn't just turn on, you know. You have to be taught that. So that's all I got. That's all I got. I want to see things improve. I honestly do. I want to be able to enjoy my city. I want to be able to enjoy the company and fellowship of my friends. Um, I want to see everybody progress and do well. Health, peace, life, success, and happiness for everybody, you know? So I look forward to, uh, what, another year? <laughs> um, a better next year or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they 
say once we get a vaccine, it's probably like another six months. I just hope that like, if anything, like this whole alone time and a lot of time to like think and everything's happening, I think, I hope we come out of this appreciating, valuing people more, valuing just like what we have um, and just hopefully coming out of this like a little bit better humans um, and not just so complacent and like our like everyday life, which is what it really feels like it has been. Um. Absolutely. All right. So I think we've done a good job. Are you there still? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. All right. I think we've done a good job. How about you? Yeah, we talked about lots of stuff. It felt like a, a good old fashioned um, outing at pork chop. <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel like we were able to talk. You know, the only thing that's missing is people to hear what we're saying and then they get involved as we're speaking on it. All the drunk men, all the drunk old guys at the bar. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Well, they're, they're there for the women. You know, <laughs> I don't blame them. What do you have going on later today? Um, sorry, you cut out. What did you say? I said, what do you have going on later today? Um, I actually don't know. I don't have any plans, but I'll probably, one of the things that's been keeping my sanity is like going for drives. I just like plop me in the car and just like might go up the coast a little bit just to, to see, you know, get out of the house. Okay. How about you? I have another podcast to do after this one. Nice. Yep. It starts in, what, 45 minutes, 6 o'clock, so. You better reset your Wi-Fi. <laughs> huh? You better reset your Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to do something because this is ridiculous, man. Jeez. Oh, man. Well, so I, I appreciate you, um... Let me interview you and getting on with me through the Zoom. Yeah, thanks for thinking of me. If I happen to be everyone's favorite episode, I will be happy to come back for a second. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate it. Until next time. All right, it's good to see you. All right, good to see you as well. Take care. Bye. Love you.